0: No tags, no tags. What is up good people welcome to a brand new episode of the midnight drop i'm your host jordan malone thanks so much for tuning in to tonight's new episode we got a lot in store for you tonight first of all we got a discussion on mok in the fbi documentary that i had the pleasure in watching the last couple of nights and also just a couple of stuff that i just want to get off my chest just some stuff on this really cool ass thursday night let's go ahead and get into it before we can Let's go ahead and get into some housekeeping rules, like always. First of all, if you haven't listened to any of my last couple episodes, you can go ahead and listen to my previous episodes. I did one on the rant of the hip-hop industry and a couple other stuff regarding covid uh, earlier this week on Monday, and you can listen to that episode and more on Instagram, Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, iTunes, and soon-to-be YouTube. You can also listen to my episodes at www.themidnightdrop.com. That's www.themidnightdrop.com. And if you want to go ahead and contact me, you can go ahead and go to my IG page, 615 underscore chill, or go to my email account, JordanCammon at Outlook.com. That's C-A-M-M-O-N, Jordan at Outlook.com. Go ahead and send me your comments, concerns, considerations, critiques, or anything you want to just say to me. And I'd be I would really love to hear what you have to say about this podcast or any subjects you have. Or just any questions you have. Um but without further ado, let's go ahead and get into tonight's episode. Which It's going to start off with a discussion slash review on MOK slash FBI documentary that was made this year, released on VOD, Video On Demand, and it was directed by Sam Pollard and it details the interactions and the stories between the relationship between the FBI and Dr. Martin Luther King around the civil rights period and afterwards, and it actually goes into details what... The FBI was able to find out from the... Was the FBI was able to find out what Martin Luther King was go- Martin Luther King was going through in his past, uh, in his past time, and just what was going on around his life, and what dirt they can get on him, and it evolves more into just that relationship and what they can get on him as dirt, and it goes into more about the role of the FBI, how it started out, how it's considered this dark period at the FBI that they had in American history, and just what to look forward to in the future. So that's going to be something that I'm really going to be interested in talking to you guys about. And let's go ahead and get into it. So before watching this, this documentary, I'll just go ahead and say it. What was my reasoning to watching it? Well, before I watched it, I really, uh, I heard of it. I heard about it, but just going through like the top, anticipated movies and documentaries of January 2021 and I saw this on the list and I got really interested because I know every year it seems like we get a Martin Luther King documentary whether it be his childhood his college years the civil rights era what he wanted to do after the civil rights era his friends his family I know we get that almost every year and I think this documentary was kind of like the same about what was his life like during the civil rights period. But I think the whole angle of figuring out what his relationship was like with the FBI and why did the FBI have so much attention on him? I thought that was an interesting take. And if you've watched the movie Selma, there's this one scene where you hear Martin Luther King and his wife, Coretta Scott King, listen through like this little voice message from the FBI about how we know you've been sleeping with women. We know that you've been doing some stuff. We advise you go ahead and kill yourself. We advise that you go ahead and say the truth or else we will come out with this information. (laughs) It was basically that, that version of like, canceling Martin Luther King, their attempt of canceling Martin Luther King, and that scene stuck with me, because I didn't know if I could believe that or not, I didn't know if that was Hollywood fluff, but apparently that's been more into the news, and people have been anticipating if that's been true or not, because there's been some stuff that I'll go into in this documentary review slash discussion, that uh really caught my attention, and caught other people's attention as well, so that was my whole my whole thing before watching this and why I got a little bit more anticipated than I thought I would, um, Sam Pollard, I'll go ahead and get into him a little bit more. Uh, I know that he's pretty good film director. Uh, he's done slavery by another name. Uh, he did the Sammy Davis jr documentary, uh, in the four little girls documentary back in 1997. And, um, yeah man uh just trying to see any reviews it's got stellar reviews got a 99 percent on rotten tomatoes i don't really see anybody else in the general public saying stuff i know it's been making the rounds on the internet but not as much when i first saw it i know youtube didn't really have a lot of videos on it uh it was kind of disappointing because it was just like it's a great it's a great documentary i think it was very well crafted you know and well it looked very well crafted <laughs> kind of just spoiled how i felt but not really seeing a whole lot of videos into it You know, like a lot of stuff that I've done on this podcast A little interesting why they haven't gone into it Uh But jumping right into this My whole spiel about it was that I felt like the documentary Did an excellent job In highlighting the FBI's role In not only Martin Luther King's case But also just The whole civil rights movement And why they target Civil rights groups And just high You know, just groups of Groups made by civilians And certain people of minorities Um, You know, the head of the FBI Kind of like the originator, the godfather Of the FBI We consider him to be J. Edgar Hoover And this documentary Goes into really the life of J. Edgar Hoover His you know his values How he felt uh, regard- felt Towards the civil rights movement And to Martin Luther King And I felt like that whole perspective That whole side of the documentary Was really interesting to a point Because I knew about him But I didn't know too much about How the FBI originated And what it's purpose was for uh, The American Country I will say right now J. Edgar Hoover's a bitch <laughs> Because when you go through this documentary and you kind of understand his motivation towards uh, Martin Luther King and trying to get what he wants, I, I feel like that it was just it was just complete jealousy and anger towards a young black man actually making change in a conservative America that uh, was fueled by racism and by, you know, the white man being dominant, you know. The historians that go into it, who I thought were pretty well, and I'll kind of look them up who they were, the historians that go into this documentary, I felt like did a really good job in illustrating what J. Edgar Hoover and every and every other white American thought of what the hierarchy was, that there is this racial hierarchy of white Americans considered to be natural born leaders, they are the ones that are fit to be the head of the household, they are the ones who were supposed to lead this country into greatness, while Anybody who was A darker shade of them Or just any other minority Was beneath them And uh, that goes into this whole Colorism debate And I'll probably get into that Later on down the road In another episode But I thought it was uh, I I thought that whole thing Was interesting About J. Edgar Hoover's uh, Values and how he felt about it I thought it was You know Just kind of crazy But what also Got me Was just how the FBI did everything they could to get into Martin Luther King's life and trying to figure him out and trying to find a way to prove that their investigation on him was worthwhile. And one of the big things and spoilers, if you don't want to listen, go ahead and turn this episode off right now. One of the big things that they used to, to, I guess, legitimize their investigation was that the civil rights group that Martin Luther King was headed Uh, Was basically A secret organization for communism That some communists Had infiltrated America Had basically infiltrated the civil rights group And was using that To overthrow the American government Now I don't know (laughs) I don't know about y'all But that kind of has some parallels with Our country And what's been going on today About how people Right wingers, right extremists Have Basically went in and said Antifa and Black Lives Matter are no nothing more but domestic terrorists and they're communists as well because of socialism and Marxists. It's whatever. But I felt that parallel and the fact that they use communism as an excuse to say Martin Luther King is a is a danger. To the American people just felt like It was real crazy But it's not too surprising Because around that time They were afraid Of Soviet Russia They wanted to make sure They were dominant In the, in the global game Everything And they wanted to find A reason to be like Okay what's the problem And they had Passed bouts With communists So they were just like Let's figure out What we can do So With that being said That whole motivation Evolved from Them Figuring out If this was communist led group meant to throw overthrow the government leading up into oh this is more about humiliating a black man and proving that not everybody you know you think is perfect is perfect because then it goes into the whole part that i think i was really interested in was the whole thing about how martin luther king had a fa- had an affair, multiple affairs with different women while he was married with Coretta, and I thought that that part where they were using that to go ahead and and, and use that in their investigation, but when it turned into more of like their main point to kind of just belittle him and 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 to make him more into just a, a common man, even worse than that, a perverted man. I thought that was. Not only fucked up, but crazy Because like I say J. Edgar Edgar Hoover Was really, really, really Jealous of the fact That Martin Luther King, this young Black man, was able to win Nobel Peace Prize, was able to Change the way uh, Minorities Were viewed in this country Was able to change the way African Americans live in this country And so much more and I think that made him re- That made him really just I don't think I know it made him really jealous And it made him angry And they go into talking about like why Because his, his demeanor How he lives It's about that It, it factors into his life His hatred to Martin Luther King It's, it's crazy But um, If there's anything besides the FBI Going to the civil rights pieces I I, I did find it to be cool To know About certain things about Martin Luther King That made him uh, interesting That made him to be a leader But I can't really say it's a whole lot That I didn't know I think the new stuff that I saw In the civil rights period uh, Something that I thought was just interesting Was the new footage that they were able to dig up And use for this documentary Uh, Certain broad tv broadcast like late night shows it seemed like and then dr- transition from black and white tv or black and white film to colored film i think that was a real nice progression to see how time had changed at time flowed i think that was a smooth transition um i really did like that one of uh, footage that they used where basically <laughs> they had a. Um, It was just footage, and I think this was really dope, again, spoilers, it was this footage of basically talking to the American people and trying to see why they did or why they didn't like Martin Luther King, and what these white people had to say is crazy, and it made a whole lot of sense why they would say that, because today you hear those same type of comments uh, when it's towards against black lives matter, those leaders of black lives matter, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, certain people that are progressives who want to change the world. And I'll tell you one, this one old woman said this, I don't like Martin Luther King cause, uh, he's too smart. He's too bossy. He's too smart for his own good. He just needs to shut up and and just live his life. He's scaring people. This one man goes in and says, "Well, you know, J. Edgar Hoover says he's a he's a he's a stone faced liar. So I got to believe him. He's ins- he's a he's a terrorist. He's angry. He he incites all this violence. He's a hypocrite. <laughs> and then they and it's just like really. And then there's this one uh, TV broadcast where it goes into talking about how, um there's one woman asked Martin Luther King a question and it's about how she says, so your whole point, your whole movement is to spread not is is through the use of nonviolence to spread awareness and your message of racial equality, but it ends up turning into violence. When do you feel like you have to take fault for this? And do you feel like you see the hypocritic, hypocriticism towards your movement and you're just right there and you're just like, now, where the fuck have I heard this shit before? <laughs> where you have a group of nonviolent protesters, not n- like nonviolent agitators, that go in, and the violence is caused by not the nonviolent protesters, but by the police, but by people who don't believe in their values, and you can understand that when Martin Luther King says. Let's not focus on the violence, but let's focus on the source of the violence. The source of the violence is coming from people who don't understand the movement, who don't understand where we're coming from, from the police officers who who beat us down with batons, who who make us chase, chase from like, get not make sure we don't get mauled by dogs that turn on water hoses and blast us with the ferocious uh, tor- torrential water from the Oh, my God, I'm just using words for no reason from just water hoses that bring us down and cause us to have blisters and bruises. Let's look at the source rather than the actual violence, because you guys are looking at different things and not actually looking at the stuff that needs to be looked at. And I felt like they had a lot of parallels, again, a lot of parallels. What we're going through with today and the whole summer protest regarding George Floyd, Amal Arbery and Breonna Taylor. I I felt like that was real interesting and I thought that was real cool. And I felt like if more people watch that, they'll understand, oh, this is a fucking cycle. This is some shit that we're going to see every time when we're trying to fight for our own good. It's crazy. Um, And I'll go ahead and transition to this next thing where it talks about, you know, the whole thing with, you know, the tapes. And if you don't know, the tapes are supposed to talk about how... It shows, you know, it has audio footage of Martin Luther King sleeping with these sleeping with these women, and there is this one tape that actually goes in and talks about how Martin Luther King basically committed rape, and he witnessed a rape, and when he witnessed a rape of this Baltimore uh, church member, uh, from one of his of aides, his friend, Martin Luther King basically sits in a chair and he basically laughs. And then there are these claims and the audio tapes. You could hear him having sex and affairs with 40 to 45 different women. And it's just this big hoopla. And do I believe all of that? Uh, I do believe that he had an affair with his with other women, with his wife. But I don't think that he had sex with 40 to 45 different women. The whole rape situation. I hate to say it, man, but. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't want to say it's true, but I don't want to say it's false because the way how they showed how they were able to get this audio footage through wiretapping and all that, it's crazy and it's deceptive, but it's not surprising. And I wouldn't be surprised if those methods were actually able to get the audio footage. They didn't bullshit for no reason. This documentary helped you understand how we got to this point with these tapes and how they're going to be released in the February 2027 which is going to be a really crazy black history month I swear to god Oh hold on that was me yeah it's going to be a really crazy black history month I swear to god but yeah man I feel like there's going to be a point in time where we'll understand the truth when that time comes around but as of right now I don't know I do think that he did cheat on his wife but with 40 to 45 different women No, the rape I don't know so that's something that I I will say right now I just don't know on some of those things it's like a yes no I don't know (laughs) that's that's my whole response to that uh if there's anything else to add I did appreciate how the whole tone shift between like from Martin Luther King fighting for civil rights to Martin Luther King fighting for poor rights and world peace and equality how basically People were telling him he needs to stick to civil rights and he needs to stop, that he's a communist leader because he's basically saying that the war in Vietnam uh, is unjustifiable. And I thought, again, a lot of parallels what we have now. A lot of people believing in misinformation and uncredible news sources because one woman goes up and says there's one source right here in the newspaper that he joined a communist youth group meeting and it's all here in the news. And the reporter's like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. It's right here. <laughs> and right there is a is an obvious uh, fucked up picture that's not true in a fucked up headline. And the reporter's like, are you sure you'll believe this? Yes, I, I got the proof right here. That's all I need. Gee, doesn't that sound a whole lot familiar with what's going on today? Yeah, man, it's just fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that whole transition was nice, uh, knowing the relationship between J Edgar Hoover and Martin Luther King. And I guess the small bits were pretty cool. If there was anything that I can criticize that I can say, I, 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 you know, I can nitpick or just didn't like, I I think, I think the documentary did lose a little steam towards the end. It was just like, okay, once you get all that information, you're just like, okay, I'm done. Um, Yeah, I was done, but I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, this isn't something that I can totally say. I'm not a, I don't watch documentaries for a living. I can't figure out what makes a good documentary or a bad documentary. So that's just how I feel. But overall, I felt like this was a really, uh, well-made, uh, documentary. MOK slash the FBI. And I thought, felt like it's a worthwhile time. If you guys want to go ahead and watch it, you can guys can go ahead and get on YouTube for like five, seven bucks. And it sucks that it's not on Netflix or anything like that, but I felt like it was a worthwhile time and I felt like it was really, really good uh, for what you learn here. And being a student from Morehouse, basically kind of like the epicenter of like his history and his archives and artifacts from the civil rights age and his life, Martin Luther King's life. I felt like it was really interesting to know uh, this side of the story regarding that time period And I'm left with a little bit more questions down the road that will be answered around that 2027 year period. So yeah, man, uh, any rating, I give it like a, fuck it. I give it like a four and a half out of five. Um, no, 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 no. Let me go back to my other rating scale. I give it like a fucking mm, eight out of eight out of 10. That's all I could say. I mean, it's a fucking eight out of 10. I can't, you can go with it, run with it. I, still think it's really freaking good that's all i can say um but yeah man that's my whole review and that's how i feel about mlk and the fbi a documentary made by sam pollard in 2021 if you guys want to go ahead and check it out go ahead and check it out i'll leave a link to the trailer below in the description tab uh anything else that i can really talk about uh i guess this is the extra stuff because i don't want to spend too much time on this uh Ever since I put my podcast episodes on Instagram, I've been getting a lot of recommendations and advertisements of other people's podcasts. And first of all, I want to go ahead and thank you guys for listening to my episodes and viewing them and liking them. I do appreciate it. It doesn't matter how many people view them or or watch them or like them. I just appreciate the support and that's all that matters. We're growing over here. But it's crazy to see how many people besides me have started in the path of podcasting and speaking their opinions, and it's crazy. You get a range of high-quality podcasts, a low-quality podcast. You see podcast, podcasts that only have about, like, one or two people on them, and you see other podcasts with about five people on them, and it's ridiculous, man. If you want to kind of get an illustration of where I'm at right now, I mean, around... The summertime not the summertime, around like May. Well yeah, like early summer, like May, I started this podcast with just my laptop, uh, and a microphone. A blue Yeti microphone. And over time, you know, I took the I did a couple episodes on like self help. I did a hiatus, and now I'm doing episodes on basically movie reviews, social problems, uh, everything going on to research. I now have like a much better microphone. I still got my computer but i don't use it as much for the episodes except for like exporting and downloading and stuff and i have my roadcaster pro which has been amazing and i think if there's anything i can learn from looking at these other people's podcasts is that uh, i just need to be consistent but at the same time i need to go ahead and just keep doing what i got to do and i got to be more organized and i got to keep my head in the game i I just got to keep going man That's all I can really say, because a lot of people pump up episodes or pump out episodes and just go ham with it. I'm over here. I do an episode every week, one or two episodes, sometimes even three. But it's just, yeah, man, I just got to keep going. And I think it's really cool that people had the opportunity because of this pandemic to go at it and to go really into what they really love to do. Just talking to people and just airing out their opinions through a microphone. an audio mixer and I think that's cool but just like with everything uh it seemed like the pandemic opened doors to people to just go ahead and either do their own small online business that little LLC shit (laughs) or do a podcast or anything like that and I feel like there's gonna be a point in time where people gonna slow down and say yeah I'm not really into this shit (laughs) and I almost caught into that but it's all about you know still going and just going into it man feel like that's really it man so that's just something i want to say about podcasts in general just how i feel in general about the podcast i feel like it's uh i feel like it was a little eye-opening seeing all that and uh yeah man yeah man that's all i can really say um anything else to talk about in this last couple of minutes topic uh almost to the 30 minute mark of this podcast um Man, shit, this is how I know this is a fucking terrible podcast, because I don't be talking shit. <laughs> but no, nah, I'll say this right now. Uh, if nobody has known this right now, I am fully vaccinated. Last week, I got my second vaccine shot on the 21st. That was on a Thursday. And uh, your boy has his two shots of the Pfizer vaccine in my system. The immune system is now Uh, getting it shit together so that I am fully protected from this COVID and I am happy. Uh, if there's anything else that I want to talk about regarding this vaccine is that I only spent one day of the symptoms and they weren't really severe. I was really, really tired. Um, definitely felt like, uh, I, I had rocks in my stomach because I was feeling really slow and sluggish. But I think later on down the day, later on the day, I felt really good. I felt really, really, really good. And uh, this week I've had no problems. I've definitely had no problems. But the reason why I bring up the vaccine and I bring that stuff up is because um, uh, and I guess it would be like a little bit of a rant, but also something that kind of reminds you guys of how I felt with vaccine covid situation in America it's just that there are people now that are trying to say that the reason why Hank Aaron a famous baseball player uh one of the first African American greats in baseball he died because of the covid vaccine because 2 weeks later 2 weeks before his death he got the vaccine uh and he was trying to get people To take the vaccine and say, don't be so afraid of it because, you know, African-Americans are afraid about take afraid of taking it. And I'll go ahead and try to see if I'm connected at all. I'm not. Yeah. There's this whole thing about how he talks about, you know, get the vaccine and stuff like that. And I saw this and I thought it was really cool. Now, the news has already investigated this. People have already investigated to see if it's true. And I'll go ahead and think about this, talk about that later, but I'm gonna go ahead and just share this video, this audio clip, basically what that whole news story about him getting the vaccine. It's been officially three weeks now. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. This is a really bad video. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I don't have any, any qualms about it at all. You know, I feel quite proud of myself of doing something like this. You know, it's just just a small thing that can help zillions of people in this, in this country. Are you feeling sick? So that wasn't the best video clip. That wasn't the best video clip that was but that was basically him just talking about the vaccine about how he feels like he's helping people and now people are just saying oh two weeks later now he's dead it's just man you got the people got to go crazy people got to go ahead and just say what they got to say um doctors have already said that his death is unrelated to the vaccine that it's not really it's not really because of the vaccine <laughs> it was some completely different and it's not surprising, but it just bugs the fuck out of me how many people will make these rumors, will make these conspiracy theories about the COVID vaccine. But they're the same ones that want to say, man, we got to get out of this pandemic, man. I can't wait to go back to the club. I can't wait to go back and hang out with my friends. And it's just it's fucking mind boggling because it's just we're trying to do everything we can to get back on track to get to a a a degree of normalcy. Every option you're just like, no, I don't want to do it. Or you have these conspiracy theories that reign over the actual information and the facts, and you choose to, and they choose to run with that. And I Hank Aaron's legacy doesn't need to be sullied through these through these conspiracy theories, man. I, I really don't want that. And I'll tell you why. Besides him being a great baseball player, he's just a hell of a guy, man. I I mean, I was I'm a Hank Aaron Scholar. I'll say that right now. I'm a Hank Aaron Scholar. If you don't know what that is, basically I get a small scholarship from Hank Aaron and or from his uh, charity group, including a couple other people from Morehouse and every other HBCU and small schools. And we basically, every year we were able to go to a football, we were able to go to a uh, football game. No, an Atlanta Braves game. We get to meet him. We get to talk to him, take pictures, have food, watch the game. It was real dope. And I was able to take, pictures with him and his wife two times and able to speak to him and he was just a really dope guy man and he really wanted to help the African American community he wanted to do well and i feel like people all oh, some people would rag on him for certain things that would be based on conspiracy theories or just bullshit i mean the last time i remember him getting ragged on was by a group of a small group of black people uh, that were saying that it's Hank Aaron's fault that the chick that the Popeyes chicken sandwich is, is fucking over the black community, especially in Atlanta, because he owns Popeyes. But the thing is, he doesn't. He, he franchises like a, like forty different locations. He doesn't actually own the entirety of Popeyes. So it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And people always talk about Hank Aaron's party old past. He's a he's a coon. He does all this stuff. He's he's not that. And oh man it's just man besides the internet being dumb i just feel like the whole our whole culture is toxic i feel like things are just crazy but i thought i'd just get that out of my chest because i just feel like things are just crazy now with getting vaccinated that if stuff like that happens it's just sad we jump to conclusions like when someone Famous dies and they happen to get the vaccine a couple days or weeks later, people jump to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to hear people say, because of the vaccine, man, if you don't just wake up, open your third eye, just, oh, you know what I've hated since this pandemic started? Niggas who are into Forex, LLCs, uh, so-called quote unquote hustlers, conspiracy theorists, anti-maskers, and people who are Anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, Trump supporters, just all these different types of people. Oh my God. <laughs> for God, man. It fucking sucks. Yeah, man. But rest in peace, Hank Aaron. And rank and, and rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. She did die today, the age of 96. A lot of people died this week. Uh uh, Seiko Smith. He was an NBA writer. He was a writer for NBA TV, just overall the NBA. Um, uh, Larry King died of sepsis. Sisley uh, Tyson died today. Uh, a couple other people died today who didn't know that some people didn't know, but I knew uh, for one, the voice actor for one of the villains in resident evil eight died because of colon cancer. She was 39. So that's fucked up. I know a lot of people don't know about her, but it's still fucked up to hear somebody die even before the release of a, of a video game that they worked hard in. So it's just crazy. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's really, really ridiculous. So yeah, rest in peace. To all those people rest in peace. to Hank Aaron. You don't deserve this. Lived a great life. He was a trailblazer for the African American community and for civil rights. And I very much appreciated meeting him when he was still here on this earth. Hope you are doing well, but all right, guys, that is it for the midnight drop. Thanks so much for listening in to this discussion on M O K and the FBI and just hearing me talk for a little bit. I do appreciate that. Stay tuned for some more episodes later on this week and next week. And again, if you want to go ahead and listen to my last couple of episodes, you can go ahead and listen to them on www.themednightdrop.com on my Instagram page, 615 underscore chill. Uh, you can go ahead and listen to them on anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google podcast. Oh my gosh, I do this so many times. Google podcast, iTunes, and also soon to be on YouTube. If you want to contact me, go ahead and go on a DM me on my Instagram page at 615 underscore chill again or on Jordan Cammon at Outlook.com. And if you want to go leave any comments, concerns, considerations, go to them. Again, that's Jordan Cammon, C-A-M-M-O-N at Outlook.com. Uh next week or possibly this week, if I can get any my in my hands into it, I'll probably do some more movie reviews or just do another chill hour session. However I feel like it I know every episode's Every every new episode It's going to definitely be every Tuesday But every other episode Let's try figuring that out I definitely would love to talk And try to do some new things Then again You hear that tune It's time to sign out From the Midnight Drop Thanks for listening Can't wait to see you guys Next episode I'm your host Jordan Malone Thanks for listening to the Midnight Drop